Welcome to Beans and Books Podcast, all books all the time. I'm Monica, and today I'm by myself, and I'm discussing chapter two of Coraline. Be sure you've read the chapter and be ready to dig deep. Now, on Tuesdays, I know that I do the wild, the world of books, um, but I think that also I'm going to start adding in um, some segments just about uh, little, just little notes here and there about things I found interesting or things to like highlight through the weeks, um, obviously all dealing with books. Um, so be looking for that next, not in the next episode, probably the episode after that, the next Thursday. So here we go. Chapter two. The rain finally stops and Coraline goes on a walk. She's stopped by Miss Forcible and Bobinski. Bobinski says his mice have a message for her and somehow know her name. Again, her parents seem to be too busy for her, so she goes out and spends some time with Miss Bink and Miss Forcible. They read her tea leaves and agree that Coraline is in a danger of sorts. They give her a strange stone and she goes home thinking dangerous things might be a little exciting. So, we don't have really too many new characters in this episode. We do see Miss April and Miss Miriam, which are Spink and Forcible, and they're described as old ladies that are very round. So in this chapter we kind of get to see that Coraline's style is a little bit different. She seems to like to be different from everyone around her and I almost wonder like if it's like her she wants to stand out because her parents don't pay too much attention to her Um, and this book really gives me like it's really been convicting me a little bit because I'm like I don't want to act that way with my kids, so I'm trying to make sure that I don't, that I pay attention to them. Um, I mean, obviously, I can't always give them my attention, like if I have to clean the house or I'm doing some work, you know, I can't always give my attention to them, but I'm trying to be better um, about giving my attention, just make sure I'm being more intentional about it. Um, I wouldn't say I'm terrible at it to begin with, but like this book really makes you see like how awful, and like even... Like, with my own parents, I, I can remember feeling a little bit like this. So don't want my kids to feel this way. And you really get to see, at one point, Coraline kind of makes a picture and shows it to her mom. And the mom didn't even really... She, like, glanced at it and then, like, looked away. I don't know if she really even looked at the picture. But she goes, oh, that's very modern, dear. And then, like, that's the end of it. She doesn't really do anything else with her daughter. So... You really get to see, like, a lot of things come out in our characters in this chapter. So, with Coraline, she's described as wearing a blue coat, red scarf, and yellow Wellington boots. I don't really know what Wellington boots are. I'm assuming, like, they're the big, like, chunky, like, plasticky kind of ones. I don't know. I live in Florida, so I should know, but I don't think I really know anyone here who wears them. I don't wear them. I've never owned a pair of red boots. Um... <laughs> So, I mean, if you know what they are, you know, you can send me a picture. I mean, I could look it up, but I don't really know what they are. Um, she's an explorer, so she goes outside for a walk, and she runs into Miss Forcible, who, <laughs> I think the conversation there is a little funny, because she talks about, like, pe- like someone noticing her, and this and that, and Corinne's like, who is that? Like, who are you talking about? And she goes, men. <laughs> Which I think is so good because in the movie they did a really good job of making them seem very like attention crazy. These two women, like these two actresses. So I think it's really hilarious and I think that's part of like what I love about 
the movie part is just that like you get to see just how like crazy they are and the mom like in the movie calls them dingbats which I think is hilarious my mom used to call people all the time which cracked me up um and so she goes um on this walk and she sees Babinski as well and he says that his mice have a message for her so Babinski is this little like well he's not little he's like I don't know kind of big He's um, an ex-military guy, he's retired, um, and he's Russian, and he's trying to develop this, like, mouse circus, and he says that the mice wanted him to tell her, don't go through the door, and in the movie, the, it's kind of the same, they, they just change the words around, he said, don't go through the little door tonight, because in the book, the door is not little, it's like this a big, like, very random, very, like obvious door but in the movie it's this little tiny almost like a hole in the wall kind of deal and the mice end up getting her name right and you notice that in the story most adults continue to call her Caroline even after she corrects them so it's curious that they know her name because she hasn't spoken to them but I'm assuming like mice are you know get through like the cracks in the walls really easily and pipes and different things like that so I'm almost wondering if maybe that's what was going on like if they overheard her name or if they went to like see her um and just learned her name in the process and she ends up spending time with the two actresses and they give her tea and a Garibaldi biscuit which I've never had before so I looked it up and it's currants squished between two thin biscuits and in my mind I kind of picture like a fig newton like a fig newton's a little bit like thicker than that so I, I'm thinking maybe it's more like um the like Ritz crackers almost <laughs> but like in a cookie form I there's like a company that makes them I don't know their name but the actresses then offer to, like, read her tea leaves. And in the movie, one says that she's in danger, and the other one says that she's in for romance. But in the book, both of the actresses seem to agree that she is in danger. And so Coraline asks them what to do, and they give her an odd stone with, like, a hole in the middle, and they said it's good for seeing things. But in the movie, she doesn't get the stone until later on, and the actresses disagree about what the stone is for. One says it's for lost things, and another says it's for bad things. Which cracks me up. They just, I think they disagree just to disagree. I don't think they necessarily do disagree. They just like fighting. Like that's just their thing. You know like some people are just. They love each other but that's like their thing. They just argue. <laughs> um, so it's interesting to note too. That Coraline isn't creeped out by this. She takes it really easily. And I it makes me almost wonder. If maybe Gaiman's like daughter like that's her personality if she's like not creeped out that easily because I did like when I was looking up information about this book he said that she really liked scary stories and she was around five which makes me think like okay she's she was around five so yeah like most kids around that age don't really have a huge sense of fear I think some do like it depends on the kid like my daughter is only like <clears throat> 11 months and she has no fear she, like, will jump into the ocean, out of my arms, doesn't really care that I'm there. Um, but my son, however, on the other hand, he is very, like, cautious about all this stuff. He loves people, but he's very, like, if it seems dangerous, he will only go if we go with him. Kind of deal. So I think maybe, like, Diamond's daughter has a little bit of, like, a fearless personality. 
um, because Coraline is very much like that. Um, and I, I think that it's like kind of cool to see because as you get to be like older, you kind of forget what it's like to be that like fearless to like just go with the flow and not really care about what happens. It's almost like in Finding Dory where Merlin's like, okay, what would Dory do in this situation? And they just go, they just jump, you know, they just jump out of that little tank. If you haven't seen Finding Dory, I'm sorry, I just ruined part of the movie for you. But they like are in this tank and they're trying to get over across the aquarium. And they're like, what would Dory do? And these is like little, like, I don't know, there's just like little holes in the ground, kind of like a Disney or like downtown Disney. Oh wait, Disney Springs, not downtown Disney anymore. But in Disney Springs where water shoots up out of the ground and they just jump into it and they follow each one until they get to like where they need to be basically. Um, and so I think that it's just kind of, it makes you remember like what it is like to be a kid. Um, it makes you kind of miss it because as you get older you develop all these other things like all these other senses start to mature a little bit your thinking process obviously changes so anyway I, I really enjoy that part of the book I think it does a really good job of just like telling you, you parts of yourself that you've forgotten are still there and are good and some of them kind of need to be developed more um but it's it's just it's an interesting book and I think it really does play a part in like the humans and how we think about ourselves and our relationships with one another. So anyway, that ends the second chapter. Um, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Facebook under Sunshine Eyes blog. And if you want to be a part of the discussions, like you don't even have to be in person with me. You can do it over Skype. Um, the openings I have are on the page. You can send me a Facebook message or an email to mchadwick2 at yahoo.com. Um, the episodes go up every Tuesday and Thursday. And... We won't always be doing chapter by chapter with books. Sometimes um, we'll have a book and we'll just read it. And then, especially if it's kind of short, we'll just do that book in one. Um, that way we're not taking a lot of time on every single book. And then obviously on the times that I highlight books, I'll kind of just give you a summary about it and tell you a little bit about that book. Because I think it's fun to like learn about other books that I'm not planning on talking about. Um, just so there's like a well-rounded thing there. Um, and then we're on Patreon as Beans and Books Podcast, and it kind of helps it to grow, get better, provide you guys more content, and offer opportunities for giveaways and special episodes. So just if you support us, that's great. That's awesome. You'll get a shout out. You'll get some other things um, as it grows. I mean, I don't know if I'll have merch or anything like that, but I do want it to grow, and I would love to have discussions with everyone on these books and what you guys think about them, because I think books are a really cool way to learn and have fun and just to get to know other people so um thank you for turning in today sorry my voice is a little weird it's a little dry um today i think i'm getting sick but um thank you for listening anyway and remember that books are some of our greatest friends